Welcome, bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is the show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we are developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. programming note before we get started we are deep in working on our sloan so we thought that we would just record a little bit on 0.5 of hdm then do talk about a couple of intro topics that crossed our feeds this week and then we'll have a little brainstorm about what we need to do to take the sloan paper over the finish line we'll also include the review session that we didn't get around to next week dude i am coming in pretty hot lost a bet i did not lose a bet but that's a great what a what a conversation all right all right episode 0.5 the demon cages lyra discovers the horrific truth behind the gobbler's activities in the north she must use all her wits to help free those around her and avoid suffering a terrible fate kind of anxiety driving right there was definitely a a buzz throughout the entire episode. Oh, is those heaters? <laughs> the heaters those, in the you know, if you if you had to design steampunk heaters, they would look like that. Perfect. I mean, no, they're really good. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought that too. Like, man, those are those are great. I guess I'm a little I'm a little less into the the trench aspect of the whole base. Yeah. Like, this does it does this need to be a trench? I don't know. Do it need to be a latrine? Yeah. yeah no, like, whatever. I don't I don't really feel like it needs to be, but okay, that's fine. Uh yeah, I I mean I like the setting. I think they um it it grew on me given our discussion last week. Okay. Well, good. Yeah, no, we talked about it a lot to, and it, it prepped us for this week. And I don't know, it's it is it's pretty good. Pretty good. What would you have done differently as a set designer? I don't know. See, that's the thing. It's like it's good enough that I don't have like specific comments. Just a lot of cement. Very communist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it feels like you're playing an N64 Golden Eye level the whole time. Yep. <laughs> Had the same thought. Yes, indeed. <laughs> that's definitely what I felt like watching it. Um. I yeah. I thought there were a few leaps of faith required in this like all of a sudden lyra can uh can persuade everyone to her cause like no problem mm, yeah i don't know that i would have followed her as a kid Just no no de- there was no development there, i guess i i should rephrase there were a few plot points that had that i felt had no real development yeah they they took leaps of faith the right, plot point too. that did have a massive amount of development was the woman who had had her daemon split from her like that was yeah. telegraphed that she was going to cave. That was telegraphed so clearly from the beginning of the episode. Like, hmm, she's important. What is it Chekhov's <laughs> revolver? What is it? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. No, it totally was. Like, stop showing her looking conflicted like this. Like, we're done. I like. I mean, I guess looking. I don't even. I don't know if it's even conflicted looking. <laughs> just vapid. 
Perhaps that. Perhaps that. One another thing still missing from the synopsis is Will ever going to appear in the synopsis. <laughs> maybe we're just making it up. Maybe yeah. maybe we <laughs> we're we're not really seeing that, and somehow we're both intuiting the same. I mean, maybe I like doesn't appear in the synopsis. Appears to not be being discussed at all. Yeah. Uh, admittedly, short scene. Short scene. Very short. Much more excusable. So I would forgive you for thinking that you had won the bet. <laughs> Excuse me. There was just because it was a it was a clip on a computer on a, on our screens. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't make it any less. Moriarty making his uh his first appearance. It is you know, I, I actually I would have liked it better if they hadn't shown him at all. If you just heard his voice. Just heard his voice. He has, he has a plenty distinctive voice, although covering his accent. A little yeah. A little much more. What was that? Was that his what was that accent? It sounded I, it sounded like doing. he was doing an American accent. Anyways. Well, they they continued their unbroken streak of leaving off at just an extreme cliffhanger. <laughs> yep. Might as well leave it on a cliffhanger. Why complete any storyline? I mean, That's true. They're jacking up the, the cliffhanger like stakes every episode. <laughs> like how are they gonna yeah. how are they oh, gonna yeah. leave off the season? You know, this is she just <laughs> fell out of a balloon. This is like the one thing that they gathered from from HBO is like leave it the most provocative scene. You know, it it evokes the scene of of Jamie after the the loot train attack when he's sinking. Oh, in the water. You're right. I guess that's you have a much whole you have similar. a whole episode to wait or a whole week to wait before you see what's happening. Yeah. No. Way too much. And that was also sort of like a, we just won, and then it's like, okay, cool, we, we're not going to have five seconds of peace and quiet here? No, that's, see, that's actually sort of what I have been worried about in previous weeks, is that they're so tied to this, like, something has to go wrong at the end of every episode. They're so tied to that that they're forcing it to happen in each episode. Like, yeah. that would have been equally fulfilling if... They ended on a high note, and then they kicked off next episode with Lyra falling and do something else. Like, that's fine. I yeah. am. Okay, anything more that you want to say other than, you know, the bet that you lost? And... <laughs> Could have used... I, I mean... Do you think Will's going to show up in the synopsis for next week? I, he has to. Because I was just going to say that they have to go Will heavy for the last two episodes. Because I think we've correctly ascertained where they need to get to. Well, and I'm now remembering. So, it's Azrael who cuts Roger's Damon from him, right? We had the one little, that one little reminder that cutting a Damon from a human is nearly as powerful as Scream in Monsters Inc. <laughs> well said. <laughs> target audience that i i am the target audience for that statement they already have the synopses up for the last two episodes oh come on a fight to the death Uh, well that's good the last one's called betrayal so the answer to your previous guess of what will happen in the last episode is i believe correct (laughs) 
Ah, uh, yeah. No, well, that's... <laughs> Philip Pullman confirmed it. Bear Damon could happen. Yes. He also said that there aren't any, basically. <laughs> like, to my recollection, uh, ain't, ain't made my none. <laughs> Dude created the freaking world. He's written, like, 2,000 pages of this world, and uh, no bears yet as demons. <laughs> Sure. I mean, yeah, could happen. You can have a whale demon for all I <laughs> oh, care, but it doesn't happen. Man, how bad would it be to have a fish demon, like of any sort? <laughs> have you not thought about? Nope, I mean, yeah, I've not it's thought crazy. about that. They, they did, but they talked about that in one of the books, one of the first trilogy books. Like, what happens if you're? I mean, like, you really have to be a water lover for that to happen. Michael Phelps would have. Hmm. I guess that's a good probably, probably like a seal. I guess if you wanted to compete, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All oh, right. but the um the water demon, right? In the um Oh Bill's Furnace Man. Yes. I would I would more readily see a fish type thing happening, manageable fish down to you know, up to seal than a bear. A walrus? See, this is this is the thing. We're getting we're getting into stuff that can breathe on land, right? My question yeah. is like, what happens if you have just like a straight up fish? Yeah, no, a tuna. Yeah. <laughs> My Damon is a tuna. <laughs> it's just like I don't even know what you do then. Yeah, neither do I. No. But I'm glad that we have some confirmation. Probably a listener. Thanks for asking. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. All right, let's talk about these other key topics, and then we'll and then we'll figure out what we're doing. Strasburg contract, uh, Anthony Rendon. You can just get bit, I guess. <laughs> Seven years, two hundred and forty-five million. Is that right? That's. I mean, hey, nothing can ever go wrong with a giant contract like that. Just ask David Price. <laughs> I mean, he's already had the TJ, right? <laughs> yeah, that's. That is true. That is true. I mean, this is it's a contract that is impossible that is impossible to live up to. Oh, a hundred percent. The only the good thing about this, as opposed to as you just mentioned, David Price, he just won them a World Series. So, like, if you get to look at this retroactively in the course of his entire career, and he took a pretty, I'm pretty sure, is a kind of team friendly contract. His last one, yeah. Yeah, but if you remember, he was at a low point when he signed his last contract. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's why. That's what I'm saying. He, team friendly. So he. Uh, this is the kind of a contract that John Lester was asking for a couple of years ago, and the Red Sox said no, mm. and the Red Sox should have said yes and no on the David Price thing. That's right. You know, a year later. So, what does this mean for Garrett Cole? Oh my God. Oh my God. Could it be Heaven's Door? <laughs> Garrett Cole Garrett Cole has to get paid more than this. Um or I don't think he'll I don't think that the contract will be higher. I think it will be similar I think it's gonna be a similar dollar number and that year number is just gonna go down. Like five years, two hundred and forty five million. I, Five years, two twenty-five. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, some you know something's huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're Garrett Cole and Steven Strasburg just signs that contract, you got to be like, "Fuck yes!" <laughs> like, here we go. 
I had thought that I, for some reason, I had thought that the angels had already, um, had already like gotten close to a deal with him, but I had totally missed messed that up. I don't know. Too much stuff happening right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's. I mean, now we're about to get deluged by winter meetings news. Mm-hmm. Presumably, well, yeah, we are. Presumably, we, we are. This is already part of that. But if you had to, all right, okay. If you had to guess whether the Yankees were going to sign Rendon or Cole, which one do you think they're going to get? I feel like there's a lot of reasons that Garrett Cole is not going to end up on the Yankees. I think there are, but if you're asking me which of those two ends up on the Yankees, I still think the preference goes to Cole. I think the Yankees Where's are. Rendon going to go? I think the Yankees are more likely to pull out all the stops to get Cole than they are to get Rendon. Yeah, and he's going to demand a lot of money. We shall see. I don't know. I don't know. Hard to predict, but our our model will be ready. Another HBO show. Uh, it is sunsetting. I have not watched the last episode. Have you watched the last? Episode? I have. Oh ho! Whoa! You you really went big. Um, I've now watched the last episode. Um, but lots of really good stuff this season. Yeah, it's they're they're going out well. They clearly hired some writers who know enough to to write about AI. <laughs> they, well, they have from the start. They've done really well on the tech. Uh, on the you know spoofing tech and um actually using some uh some good data points <laughs> you want to you want to say your quote your the one that i told well which well i the thing is you like the second part of the quote better than i did <laughs> yeah the uh the black box yeah well, it's an artificial neural net, so I guess we'll never quite know. I did really like the line. Yeah, apparently the AI decided that the best way to get rid of all the bugs was to get rid of all the code, which is technically and statistically correct. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, hard to argue with that. So, yeah. A good season, though. Um, I'm... I. Can't I guess I can't talk to you about the last episode. Nope. I, I have confidence either. actually that this is gonna be a show that I will, you know, happily look back on in the future with a sol- with a reasonably solid ending. Rewatch? I think so. I don't think that I've seen like any of the first two seasons in years. This was a great show because they kept making it every year, unlike all of the other marquee HBO shows. <laughs> Like the thing that I, the one of the things that I like the most about Silicon Valley is that they just kept making them. Like that's what you needed to yeah. do with every show. Like just keep just, making it. Yep. Don't take a year off. Don't change the number of episodes randomly in a like, in a show that everybody wants to have more episodes yeah. of. Just do it. <laughs> like, okay. Feels like that's a pretty easy recipe. Low bar. Like, how many more people do you have to hire to make the next season of Westworld happen in a year? Like, come on. Just, like, do it. Uh, yeah. Whatever. But we're almost there. I hope that they don't. HD, I also, HDM, shouldn't that have been 10 episodes? Like, I've, I keep on getting confused with the number of episodes. I think they're obsessed with this idea that it, that every episode has to end on an extremely aggressive cliffhanger. Yeah. And they're like, well, we only so have, we only have eight hours. cliffhangers, so here we go. 
Oh, you only have eight cliffhangers. Ah, ah. I'm going to have to cut some material. Anyway, whatever. Complain about that a different time. We will. All right, so what shall we get done? Well, today. <laughs> I, I mean, functionally, one, I need to know what to remake on these figures or what what we should remake on the figures. But the most useful thing would be to figure out, to scaffold out the uh, walkthrough section the or the case studies mm-hmm. to just make sure that we understand. So I put in new figures. Let's just start at the top here. So... Uh, with and just at the top bounce through the figures so we have the one that we we have the we have figure one that we workshopped that is the linkages and with k clusters okay fine i'm in we good with that font you tell me (laughs) i'm a big sans serif in figures guy but i but that's just you that's just the default sans serif font uh, it's not the default because the default. I don't think. I don't think it defaults to sans serif, does it? No, I'm saying that's a default sans serif. Uh, it's because you it's Hel- turn on the sans serif. It is option, just right? the Helvetica. Okay. Feels like we're on a fucking New York City subway. That's the only. <laughs> it's the only comment that I probably had on this. Um, I don't care. We. I can change the font. Does not bother me. This figure takes. A second to remake. Yeah, all of, all of now these that figures, it's now that all of these figures. Now that it, we're at this point, I know that now that we're at this point, it's like okay, we can tweak the shit out of this. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's that's what I mean. I mean, but right, that's fine. If we want to tweak that, and then you know the house style will get propagated through all the other ones, as you can see. Yeah. Um. Okay. And then you slotted in the corner graph. Slotted right? in both corner graphs. So those the hitting the pitching one got revamped to be, you know, the per nine, and I, I kept it as strikeouts, hits, earned runs, walks, home runs per nine. So the actual the actual things that we're using to cluster, um, even though later when we do the validation, I validate on ERA and WHIP and strikeouts only. Okay. So the question is whether um, the question is whether that's the right thing to do because on the hitting side, I validate against exactly what we projected, but on the pitching side, I validate against real you know the the quantities that you actually want to hit. Did you try against the these ratios? So I did not because we only published ERA and WHIP. We didn't publish. Uh, our separate walk home run hit um, predictions. Now, I can go back and make them. I mean, I can I can make them happen and compare them, but that's not completely fair because that's not what we projected. So part of the question, the philosophical question is, what do we actually want to project in 2020? Do we want to project the separate pitching quantities or do we want to just project the useful quantity the, the numbers that people want to know well if we if we project the underlying numbers then we can create from that we can create sure the numbers that people want to know I mean, right 
that's what I did, right? That's that is what I did yeah. in 2019. It's not like I. It's so not, you did, and then you just didn't present those. Yeah, because right? because we were publishing a table that people actually want to draft from, <laughs> except for the home runs, right? That doesn't end up getting synthesized into another number. Um, it it does because the hits is the the way that throughout the entire paper the way hits is defined is hits minus home runs. So hits is all non-home run hits. So it does technically it does get synthesized, but it's mo- mostly that it Harder it helps it helps a degeneracy between home runs allowed hits and earn runs because we clung okay um understood i say that we i I would prefer these two to be more similar i think that it i think it presents a more cohesive front i understand i totally understand why well how much extra work is that to do well the i mean okay there's two options one and i'm not sure which one you're suggesting yet is it that we turn the corner plot into just the projectable quantities or is it the opposite to verify the to verify the rates in the validation plot yeah verify the rates on the validation plot it's not i mean it's not it's not really it's not really that hard to do i have to make sure that i kept i yeah i have all the i have all the weights that we use to project 2019 i'm almost positive that nothing will have gone haywire Most famous those words. Okay. The only thing that I can see in these corner plots is if we could have a legend. And the legend would really just be something to explain that the clusters, that the colors correspond to clusters and that the X's are centroids. We can, yes, we can describe that. But if I know, if I know people, they look to the um, to a key in a diagram. Well, maybe we can um, maybe we can kill two birds with one stone, and we can put the stereotype um, people in the correct color as well as part of the key. Sure. Sure see how that looks i wonder who the stolen base one is the stolen base cluster is so clear (laughs) yeah oh hey mr yellow orange what are you doing over here man it's great it's just it just really works now it all it all really works okay all right i will i will at least put a legend in and then i'll and my uh, tick marks comment still holds. <laughs> I think these are going to be so hard to read without tick marks. I will generate them without tick marks. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, it's both true, but it's also if you really want to have tick marks. I mean, this isn't like that article that I was trying to show you, where it's like, does does it? Here's the school. There it is. Can we reference where the x y coordinates are? Right, we want to have a we want to have a sense of these distributions. Sure. sure, you're right. We just want to look. We want to look at these. We want we want people to look at these figures qualitatively, not quantitatively. 
Yes. Yeah. No. Knock exactly. Out, Sorry. I, that's exactly what I what my point was. Knock your fucking selves out. Okay. I will. I'll generate these as predictions, and you are right. I will make the validation figure have exact correspondence. It'll be fun. Man, those those plots, though, those validations, they're pretty good. We're okay. I like that we... They do look pretty good. We systematically under-predict all of the um, hitting counting stats, which makes perfect sense because it fits in with the narrative that... I wrote this here. That it fits in with the narrative that offense is up this year. Yeah. So, like, okay. That works. Our model, our model is reflecting that immediately. Yeah. Offense is up, and then also, you know, in aggregate, it's it's hard because you have the a- aggregate stats. Well, this shows you. I mean, this immediately shows you that this shows you that everybody shift. Excuse me, everybody shifted up. Yeah. This shows you that offense is up as a whole. Because if if the dispersion was was increased, then it would just be like the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer. But that's not what happened. Just everybody hit more. Everything yeah. moved up a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. So we overpredicted stolen bases, which is interesting. I mean, I think there's the but thing that's is that's also we we knew that too. It's true. One of the things that's interesting is that we one of the things that we need to decide is what to say about the validation. So we do we want to how much do we want to get into it? Get into like okay, the validation plot tells you that offense was up over the year. It also tells you this is one of the things that we talked about at length when we were making these in the first place is that rankings are because they don't show error bars are completely play everything completely safe. So if you compare someone else's rankings to the actual stats that are accumulated, they will always be low because no one's going to predict that Nolan Arenado gets 120 runs or Charlie Blackman gets 120 runs. They just don't predict that. But you have to think about what the predictor is aiming for, right? And, whether or not they're aiming for getting a few guys right that at the end of the season they can be like look at my bold choices and look at how i got them right or are they saying like you know what in aggregate i want to make sure that i'm representing this as well as possible and that a statistical analysis at the end of the season is going to say you did okay bingo which is more what we're going bingo so you've hit on the other big thing that we need that we need to emphasize which is that we are we're trying to make stat we're trying to make predictions that are good for everyone, not just for a mm-hmm. subset of players that you're interested in. Yeah. By creating those confidence bands, and I am starting to take away the error bars and put oh. up confidence bands. Confidence bands. <laughs> Isn't that the buzzier buzz buzz buzzword? I believe confidence intervals would be would be the, the buzziest if buzz. That's buzz. What you would, if that's what you'd like. No, I don't. Um, confidence interval i'm not gonna say yeah i mean i'm not gonna say error at all it needs it at the bare minimum everything that says error needs to be changed to uncertainty even though except for the title you can change it in the title what is the title predictive error estimates for baseball statistics change it to uncertainty what what are they get what are they gonna do what what are they gonna do at this point they're gonna be like oh different title like they're one word different in the title out you don't know what kind of lookup functions they're using the lookup is going to be yep. like cannot find. Bu- okay, so I will re. I'm going to remake those. 
I'm going to remake both of those. That will be that will be a good task. And now it's time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. You'll hear from us again this upcoming weekend. Yeah!